Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everybody and welcome to Redmen TV. This is your fan cam after Liverpool beat Leicester at the King Power Stadium in what was a convincing away performance from the Reds. My name's Dan Club, and I'm joined by Steve O'Hare, Andy Bell and Mick Moran to talk about that boss night. Steve? I mean, as away performances go, mate, they don't get much better than that one, do they, buddy? It was it was pretty routine, wasn't it, to, make, uh, to be honest, mate? I think people can say what they want about it being a difficult time to play Leicester because they're in a relegation dogfight and this, that and the other. But I think at some point, you've just got to be the better team. You've just got to get your bollocks out, put them on the table and be like, listen, I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just get to pull out and be like, listen, we're better. We're going to prove we're better. And, and we did that effectively over the 90 minutes. Yeah, we did, mate. It was an interesting one because Leicester came out with quite a lot of energy. They started the game well, as you'd expect from a team sort of battling relegation, like you say, at home, nothing to lose. We've got to go fifth and the word go. But Mick, Liverpool rode that little storm and we almost expected them to come out like that, didn't we? And it's like we dealt with that and then we grew into the game and we just took over from then, didn't we? Yeah, I don't want to say it was like vintage Liverpool of like years gone by where we've like battered teams, but like it took us, like you said, twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, yeah. figure them out, see what they're gonna do, try and um yeah, try and get their energy out of the legs early doors, uh, in terms of seeing what they're gonna do. And then I think Liverpool just started knocking it around, popping it around, and as soon as we started doing that, you saw what Liverpool and the new system can do, quality, Trent picking up those positions. It was yeah. just it was just fantastic to watch. And I know, like like we said, Leicester aren't a great team, but you still the quality on show there was just like, yeah, some of the goals and some of the play was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah well, some of the footy was boss. And it was Trent again dictating matters as well. But Andy, I want to talk about um, Cody Gakpo again because I thought he was superb. He, he picks up those positions and he actually should have won a, won a couple more free kicks and he did. But it's the positions he takes up. It's like, it's like Firmino of old, isn't it? We've said it a million times, but defenders just don't know how to deal with him. They don't know whether to go and track him and mark him tight or stand off him and let him run at them. He's an absolute nightmare, isn't he? Yeah, he's such an intelligent footballer. He's very Dutch in his style of play in the sense that he's always looking for that space. He just seems to have that sixth sense for a little bit of space in the attacking areas where there generally is no space at all because teams are so tight and especially Leicester mostly playing with two defensive midfielders. Like It's such a... like tight part of the pitch to get some space in and, and he did it time after time after time. I thought at times his passing was a little bit off in terms of the final ball but he still has such an impact on that game. He picks up the ball for the second goal and you, know, you won't get the credit for it 
Obviously, there's a lot of stuff about the offsides and stuff, and that'll take the limelight away. But actually, dropping in there, holding the ball up, and getting a pass away to one of the front three was was so so important. Um, and yeah, I, I've just been so so impressed with him over the last couple of months. It took him about a month or so, maybe six weeks, to to fit in and find his position and find his form. But like ever since then, I think we've got our centre forward for the next five ten years potentially. Yeah. No, 100%, mate. Like I say, he's so intelligent and it is that sixth sense because we've seen other strikers try it. Jota did it okay. Nunes, it's never really clicked for him, I don't think, as the false nine, but Gakpo's just walked in and gone, oh, yeah, I can do that, no problem at all. We even seen him do midfield last week as well, which just shows you how intelligent a footballer he is, so ask him to go and do those sort of things. But like you said, Nick, we did start dictating the game and I think I, think I said it in here with you lads, we actually penned Leicester in, they couldn't get out. We would just win the ball back time and time again. And Fabinho was influential in that. I think we all commented how much better he was in his performance. Win the ball up high and allowing us to keep them basically in their own 18-yard box. And eventually, the chance comes and it comes for Curtis Jones, who we've all said like how many games he started consecutively. We haven't seen that a lot. But when Curtis Jones is confident and he's got this swagger about him, he's a top player, isn't he, Steve? It's, it's really nice to see, to be honest with you, considering how... The amount of stick he's taken online, even even when he's been in form, people are so reluctant to give him any form of credit and accept the fact that he's a different player than he has been and the injuries have halted his progress and yeah. stuff like that. So now he's come back, it's really, really nice to see him finding his, his confidence because you feel like he is a confidence-based player and where he, not only getting his, his place in the team's one thing, but believing he's earned that place in the team and believing that he he is the best person to be in that position really nice to see and you could see that confidence in the way he was moving on the ball the way he was asking for the ball constantly he wasn't hiding shying away he's constantly asking for the ball making movements and things like that making things happen it was really really nice to see and obviously long may it continue yeah absolutely and he takes his goal really well again again we all remarked straight after it it was like this reminiscent of the Spurs one a couple of weeks ago but the build up play to that goal too obviously Salah's involved gets the first of his three assists on the night but I think you said it, Mick, at the time. Like, Jones, to finish that left foot, it was obviously his weaker side. The boss finish, isn't it? It is, especially when it comes across. It's a great ball by Salah, but like to control it with your left foot coming in at speed, you've got to control that. I think, I think I saw one from Nunez earlier in the season when he'd done something similar where he guides it back across the keeper. Um, yeah, yeah, West Ham. But um, yeah, I think I think like we've just said, like he's, he's, he's oozing confidence and I think that comes out in his performance. I think he's a rhythm player as well. I think the more he plays, what I want to see from him next year is like when we've got more players coming in, if, he, if he's out the team for a couple of games and he has to come in, I want to see like a Curtis Jones after nine games, after, not 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 one game because I think he starts to question himself. He takes too many touches on the ball, maybe. But what you've seen tonight and like in the in the first goal, second goal, it's the confidence and that comes out when, especially like you said before, like the touches on the ball, just like get offering for the ball, getting on the ball, just making it nice and easy, but also making some good good choices in the final third, which is what I think most people are given most grief for. It's like the loads of touches around the box, maybe not passing it at the right time, chances go because you're not passing it at the right time. And I think that's kind of improved a lot. And I think, yeah, the consistency is is a, is a big improvement on, on his side. That has improved, that decision-making. But that, like you say, probably comes from a run of starts because when he is in and out the side a lot, he probably doesn't, he's not sure of himself, is he? He's second-guessing his options all the time. But like you say, at the minute, he's getting everything right. And Andy, I'll come to you on the second goal. I mean, it's a work of art. Like, it is a masterpiece. The footy is just boss. It's, it's That is vintage Liverpool. The performance might not have been, but that goal really was. And it would have been a huge shame had it been disallowed, wouldn't it, for offside. And it looked tight for a long time, but what a goal. Yeah, we were mentioning here that's a really 
horrible thing for me about VAR is that it just took that enjoyment and celebration away from me for a second. And um, obviously, there's there's two different offsides. It seems as though they're they're checking the first one, but the pass doesn't even the pass goes to Mo Salah, not Curtis Jones. Yeah. You know, which is ridiculous. That would you know, for all the apologies the PGMOL have had to offer this season, that would have been the apology of all apologies if they'd. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love the idea that they roll it on and then they realise and oh no, yeah, hard web definitely wouldn't have had that. <laughs> That's shown at the end of the game. But no, lovely goal I mentioned. Um, Gakpo's role in it earlier and that was crucial but you know I think um, I think Mick actually picked up on it that, that Salah albeit the third one's a little bit of a generous assist but I think he assisted all three goals tonight um, and as much as you know earlier in the season this idea that we push him right out wide because his playmaking ability was was so good as much as that was a dreadful tactic and we had to sort of renege on that quite quickly the idea and the thought and the rationale behind it is correct that Mo Salah is an incredible playmaker and I just think is um, he's had to adapt his game so much as, as a Liverpool player you know first season he was kind of eyeing Robin cut inside and hit it every time then had to improve his weak foot obviously as he gets older he's not going to be able to rely on his pace as much so you know the, the, this type you know the outside of the boot passes with the left foot are just like so pinpoint at times and he's gone from sort of at, at Basel and Chelsea and maybe even at Roma this just quick winger who could get you sort of 10-15 goals a season to just an all-encompassing world-class footballer in every aspect um, and that's before you even talk about the Curtis Jones finish you know it just sits up beautifully and um, I think he mentioned that uh, at the start of the season everyone was laughing at him that he could get 10 goals this year listen if he stays fit you never know <laughs> maybe not there'd <this> <laughs> be some finish this season if he does make let me tell you um, no but you are right I mean Salah's rolling the goal again is just he's, he's just boss even when he's not scoring and we'll come to his chance that he obviously misses I think we all expected I think I was saying that's four that's four and obviously he fluffs his lines on that occasion but yeah Curtis Jones to see him confident to see him playing like that he's just boss to see because I was as guilty as anyone of thinking maybe it's not quite going to happen for him at Liverpool but that was more down to injuries than anything else it's got to be said um, second off and by the way make sure you do tune into player rankings and indeed player ratings going on with Chris because we will talk about every single Liverpool player on those shows but second half it felt a little bit like I mean Leicester they didn't really have much left to give did they? even though we've already said that they have to come out and they've got to try and win the game it felt like they were beaten at that point for me it felt like they knew we were better than them we were going to flex our muscles and sort of run away with the game and from our point of view Mick it felt as though we all wanted a Curtis Jones hat-trick and it actually looked as though Liverpool the players wanted that at times like just trying to find him at the back post wasn't quite clicking but as a performance goes second half we were fully in control weren't we? Yeah, I think to get the goals, I think so quickly as well. I think it was like 33, 36. So it's like two in quick succession just before half time. Good yeah. times, good times to score. Um, 2 0 up. I think, like, I always think that, like, the recent Liverpool is going to try and creep in again like before the good the good results recently I'm always thinking oh, if Liverpool concede and I think there was a couple of chances where on the edge of the box it's like if Madison fires on top corner you're like oh shit what's going to happen now yeah. but um, I just think like trying to see the game out in, in a in a way where we're not panicking I think that's the thing that that's the difference I think, I think we're a bit confident that we can knock it round I think like there's times where we just knock it round Canate to Van Dijk and then tremping up those positions and mm-hmm. playing it into him and it wasn't like I was ever worried that we were going to give it away. There was a couple of times we had a few scares and whatever, but yeah. I think we've kind of passed that period now where we're shitting ourselves every time we're um, two goals up. We're kind of like, we, right, we can get another goal. We just need to um, keep pushing. And I think that's kind of where the third goal comes from as well, where we kind of just keeping the ball and we can we're just tiring teams out, basically. Yeah. 
just on the third goal, we finally get a free kick around the edge of the box as well. Um, I mean, I'll come to you, Steve, on this one to give Andy the, the, the second best goal of the night for me. I think this is the best one. Um, I mean, what? I mean, it's a very generous assist, like I say, but what a strike. Like, he was on, on, he was absolutely exceptional all night, Trent again. Absolutely ran the show. Unbelievable. As good as Curtis Jones was, he was actually man the match on the telly, probably rightfully so. Two goals and a boss performance. But Trent Alexander-Arnold, mate, like, what a strike that is. He's a, he's a man rejuvenated, isn't he? It's really, really nice to see. Um, again, another player who's thriving from the confidence of his new position, being trusted with so much of the ball, so much of the time. He's like number one for touches, mm. progressive passes, all that sort of stuff. He's showing exactly what he can do and proving everyone who doubted them wrong. And I think he could have had a, a couple more, to be honest with you, in the positions where it's come to him. He could have had a few more shots and and we know he's always got that in his in his back locker so it was really nice to see um, Salah touch it just to the side just to open up the angle as we were talking about yeah. before just to give the keeper something different to think about and we've we've seen it he's done it before hasn't he against was it Chelsea? Similar yeah. to Chelsea yeah similar to Chelsea yeah yeah he likes playing at Leicester as well by the way yeah yeah he loves it doesn't he yeah so yeah it was just nice to see that the confidence coming out of him, yeah. getting on the on the score sheet because he's been banging in assists. He's been due a goal the way he's been playing. He's been overdue a goal, so it was really nice to see him get on the score sheet rather than just the assist yeah. sheet as well. Yeah, absolutely. Two scouts on the score sheet as well at Leicester. Doesn't get much better than that, does it? Those uh, not nice fans, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, boss goal, absolutely boss goal. Um, just finally, before I wrap up, Andy, I want to come to you on one final one. Like We've just won 3-0 away at Leicester. That's obviously sound. But, it feels like we do need to talk about Allison again because although he wasn't called into action in terms of saves, his sweeping tonight was absolutely out of this world, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, he's incredible in every every aspect of the game. I think there was one mad one where Trent was under a bit of pressure and he like came right the way to the corner to um, to sort of offer an option and we actually nearly get out. And if if the pass is a bit better from I think it is Trent out to Jones, I think you know we could be in for four 0 there, and that's the risk that you you take, and it's the risk you can't you can't take when you've got. A goalkeeper as good, as I say, in every part of the game as Allison. I love, you know, obviously everyone talks about oh, he scored that header around this time a couple of years ago, but actually when he has to come out and head the ball, he's really good with his head. You know, it's not just as some keepers do, just head it up in the air, give yourself the time, or head it out of play, give yourself the time to get back in your goal. It's a weighted header. You know, as if he's a as if he's an outfield player trying to um, tr- trying to re- uh, recycle the ball. Yeah, he's just amazing. I think he does make a big save early doors, doesn't he, from the one on one? Yeah, you know that is important, and for me, he's the best. That's big down, he? He's so the best I've ever seen one on one. Um, not just in a Liverpool shirt and any goalkeeper in the world ever. For me, he's he's, he's the best I've ever seen one on one. He's he's phenomenal. Um, and you know, if you go one nil down there, then you are in trouble, and it is a different game. Um, and you probably do see. A different result tonight, but um, yeah, as you say, his role in the performance will be understated, but it's certainly not unimportant. Yeah, and how many times have we said that about Alison Beck as well? But he's con- it's just brilliant season continues for me. Absolutely boss again tonight. Um, yeah, that'll be all for this uh, episode of Fan Camp. Please join us for the player rankings a little bit later on. Thanks to the lads, but yeah, I'll speak to you again soon. Take it easy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.